Hi everybody. Hi guys. Welcome to Something for Nothing with Welcome Kelly and Charles. Welcome back to another episode. We oh, yeah. disappeared a bit, but we're back again. We're going to try and be more consistent, even though we say that every single episode. <laughs> but this is episode three, and uh, I think we've, we've got an exciting topic tonight. I think it's going to be a good one. It's going one. to be a good one. If you hear some spitting and crackling in the back, we're sitting next to the fire. It's really cold today. It's very it's cold. It's actually very cold. So, yeah, if you hear some hissing and spitting, that's what that is in the background. Yeah, so tonight uh, we're going to talk about having a second baby. Oh, my gosh. Why? Tell, guys, me, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell oh, me. my days. So, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that recently, I think, was it last weekend? I woke up and I was just like, I want another baby. So, I've, um, for those of you who don't know, we have one son. He is 20, almost 21 months old. And I've been bitten by baby fever so hard. I want another baby so badly. So I was saying on Instagram how um, Chunks wasn't all that ready yet. Um, and I just needed like solid points as to why we should have a kid. Because I was really trying to like convince him about why we should have another baby now. So just to be clear, we've always wanted another baby. But what we were debating about was timing. Okay, I'm ready for a baby now. I want a baby right now. Whereas Chonks' feelings are that we should wait a little bit longer. So, yeah. yeah. But ew, I want the baby so badly. Because, I mean, anyway, we're just going to go into that whole topic basically today. And we want to discuss not, not so much the pros and cons, but pretty much things to consider before you have a baby. Whether it's your first baby, your second baby, and all that stuff. So, so we've got a few yeah. you know, uh, things that you need to consider. A few aspects that you've got to consider. I think we... We're going to talk about them uh, generally or from a general point of view and then, you know, sort of see how it applies to us and our marriage and sort of how we got around to saying, okay, well, we're kind of ready to have a second kid. Uh, what does it mean for us and so on and so forth. So one of the points that um, I sort of looked into and, you know, as guys, we sort of <laughs> are very calculating. So if, if wifey says it's time for another baby... You know, we we sort of go through the motions and think about so many things. Um, but one of them is, you know, the impact or the effect that having another kid will have on your marriage. So for us, I think one of the things that we try and make time for or try and do a lot of is have quality time. And, you know, already when you have one kid, you know, you're sort of trying to manage your time around that kid. Uh, now having a second kid... One of the things you got to think about is how is that going to affect your marriage? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think that, and that's such a good point because as, as badly as I want a baby, um, I was talking about it on Twitter with um, this guy that I know, Tindai, and, he, and we were talking about how our life is dictated by nap schedules. Yeah. So right now, our life revolves around MJ's nap time and his bedtime. So, I mean, with two kids, that's going to be a, a whole other schedule, you know, and, and, I, th I think it, it, it's so easy to make your life about your children. It's super, super, super easy. And then your marriage then tends to suffer and lack. So that's, that's definitely something to consider because you, you have to be intentional about it and be yeah. conscious about making the time and the effort for your marriage. So, I mean, that looks different for different people. I mean, for other people, it's date nights. For me, or for us rather, what that means is that 7 p.m. is bedtime for MJ. Come what may. Anyone who knows me knows I'm actually pretty anal about MJ's sleep schedule and bedtime because I just feel like after 7 p.m., that's time for us. 
You see, so, I mean, we couldn't be recording this podcast right now if it weren't for those boundaries that we put in place to say, look, it's no more kids after 7 p.m. That's now time for us. So that's something that you have to be really intentional about. Not that I'm judging people who do things differently. Um, I have friends who say they, they like their kids to sleep at 9 p.m. because they like that their kid sleeps in. I mean, that's great, whatever works for you. But I think you need to be intentional about putting in boundaries within your household um, that make it conducive for your marriage to flourish. I think you always need to, you know, put your marriage first, put your relationship and your marriage first. Yeah. I mean, the kids, your, your, your ability to connect to each other and be good to each other um, then resonates through, you know, to your kids. It, 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 it reflects uh, on your kids. You know, if you don't make time for each other or you're, if you're always fighting or not agreeing or not getting along, it, it, it then affects the kids. So ultimately putting your, rela- your relationship or your marriage first um, is actually beneficial uh, you know, to your kids in, in the long run because they then see what it's like to be in a loving relationship and that love um, then spills over into how you then love them and look after them. So yeah. put your marriage first. You know, uh, think about how having another kid will affect your marriage. I think we've sort of talked about it and said, you know, how do we want to be intentional about spending time together when we have a second kid? Look, it's all theoretical for now, um, but it's good to have a plan so that when the kid is there, you can always revert back to what you spoke about. You know, I'm going to take us on a bit of a tangent there. What, there's something that you mentioned that was so important mm. about, you know, weighing your, your, your kids versus your marriage. Because mm. there was a debate that I saw recently online where people were saying, is it possible to be a good father and a bad husband, mm, right? Mm, and mm. so that was basically what people were trying to say, to say, is it possible to completely separate those roles to say you're a good father, but you're a terrible husband? Mm. And I think for, for the most part, yes, it is possible. But the thing is, your relationship is going to affect your children. Mm, which, which Come what one? may, yeah. whether it's a good relationship or a bad relationship, is going to affect your children. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I had this discussion with uh, my sister at some point because my, my parents had a tumultuous relationship. Let's describe it that way. Um, obviously, a lot of pressures and a, a lot of challenges that they had, and it affected me because for the longest time, I didn't want to get married because I thought that was the only way that marriage looks. So that's another thing to say. You need to weigh the number of children that you can have that won't affect your marriage. Like for us, we've agreed for the most part two. I think two mm, is a mm. two, two is it for us. Um, obviously, everything is in God's hands. You know what I mean? We could be saying, "Yeah, only two kids," but God will give us seven. But for the most part, we agree that two is two is a good balance. So I think that's another thing to consider. Will you be able to manage your marriage with the number of children that you have? So linked to that, then is also the asp- the, the, the issue of responsibilities, because mm. you know if if you are thinking about having another kid, you then need to agree um, with each other and say, well, look, how are we going to do this? Are, are mm. we ready for it? Mm. Um, are we ready for this extra responsibility? How are we going to um, navigate having another kid? Who's going to be able, who's going to do what? Yeah. Um, is it one, ba- one person taking care of the other baby? Is it the wife having to take care of both kids? Uh, you know, what, what, how are we going to do it? Mm. Um, and we need to agree, that, uh, agree on that you know, right, right up front uh, before we even say, okay, you know, when are we going to start trying? We need to start planning and saying, okay, well, uh, 
how are the responsibilities or the roles going to be shared when yeah. it comes to actually looking after the kid? Because you don't want to be shook when the time no, comes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you might, again, discussing expectations is so important because to you, you're imagining you snuggling all day long with your newborn and your husband. Meanwhile, you come back from the hospital and your husband's like, yeah, cool, I'm going to the gym. And you're like, wait, 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 wait what? Leave you with the two kids. And, you see, yeah. I think you definitely need, I think... Again, it's something you can agree on, but for us, what we found is being able to split the parental duties as much as possible helped us a lot. So, of course, unfortunately, or unfortunately, or unfortunately, as the mother, you're usually the primary or go-to parent, especially in the early days, particularly if you're breastfeeding as a woman. They kind of defer a lot of things to you. But for me, my argument was, as long as he's not attached to my boob, you can do the exact same things. You can bath the baby. You can feed the baby. I mean, yeah, whether you're yeah. expressing or formula feeding, you can burp the baby. That's not something that's gender specific. Those are things that you need to agree on. And actually, someone commented on one of my videos like, oh, you know, it, it's, it's good to see Chong's bathing the baby and all that stuff because men make it seem like women automatically just know how to do these things. But there's no one who's born knowing how to take care of a baby. We're both learning. Breastfeeding is literally the mm. only thing only mm. I can specifically do. But in terms of changing diapers... Um, bathing the baby, burping the baby, all those things. Guys can do it too. But you need to agree on the genders and the roles. So we had this um, discussion as well with one of my, um, someone I know, and she was saying that her husband is just not that person. And she found that it gave her peace to just accept that he's not that hands-on person in terms of feeding the baby. He can't change poopy diapers or he throws up. And she just had to accept that, that he's just not that person. But I think it's good to know what you're getting into and you agree on that. So, like, that's, if you remember our last podcast, we spoke about the progressive man and so on. This is yeah. why I say I am a progressive man. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but, but there's nothing wrong with, with, with then the husband or the, or the, or the, or the, or the, the partner that says, oh, you know what, I'm not into that. I can't do this. Or, but I feel like if you're not going to be willing to do some of those things, you need to help in a lot of other ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you'd want to do Even it. Even mean, food. Feed food, me. Yeah. <laughs> Feed Make me. Sure, like, take least, care of me. Let me cook so for you. If I'm not baby. cooking for you, let me be the person. If I, if I can't cook, I'm buying takeout. Or I'm making sure that all your other needs are covered if you're going to be... Well, and you are the primary caregiver. If I can't support in other ways, I need to be... Because it also helps. You be there for your kid. I mean, mm. you can't um, want to only be there for your kid when it matters or when, when they're it's getting convenient married. <laughs> for you. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, you have to be there as much as you can. Um, so now, li- linked to that, I mean, you, you're supporting your wife, your spouse, but also then you need to consider what kind of other support, external support that you then need um, or how you're going to you know, manage having this extra kid. So for us right now, we have well, two helpers um, you know, who alternate to look after our one kid. So now, now that we're having baby number two, what does that mean? Do we need to get a third person or are we adjusting shifts? Um, what does that mean for the extra support that we're going to need? Mm-hmm. In some parts of the world, people don't have um, access to helpers, uh, you know, even you know, at a decent price or whatever it is. So for us, we've said, okay, well, at least... It's good to have a helper who lives in with us. So there's all kinds of different dynamics and so on. Mm-hmm. So I think for us right now, it's good to be able to discuss and say, well, look, what other additional support are we going to need? Yes, though, I'll also need to be there as, as the husband to look after baby number two. 
or provide help for you looking after number one while you take care of number two because number two is a newborn. So it's all those things that we're going to have to think about. Um, but over and above that, uh, is there going to be some other form of support? Is it a family member? Is it uh, a helper who we hire? What are we going to do? I think also on top of um, human support, yeah. I think as particularly for those who don't have access to help, it's also technological support. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? When you're taking care of a baby by yourself, what will help you do that easier? Whether it's bottle warmers, um, swings, you know, there's all sorts of these cribs like the snoo, the mama roo, that kind of thing. Um, you know, just things that can make your life a little bit easier. Even just food-wise, um, meal prepping in advance before the baby's born, whether you're ordering food, you know, those other factors that contribute towards support. Um, I think are very important to consider. And while we're on the topic of agreeing with your partner, uh, it's also important to agree about the number of children that you want, mm. the number of kids that you want, and the timing. On Instagram, I, I joked about trapping you for baby number two since you weren't <laughs> on board, and I had so many concerned citizens who were like, no, Kelly, don't do that. That's not right. He'll resent the baby. And of course, I was joking. For the record, everybody, I was joking. I, I wouldn't trap him. I'm not that kind of person. And I wholeheartedly agree. You shouldn't trap your person because at the end of the day, you're taking their consent out of the issue, which is a problem because obviously everything in ma marriage is about walking in agreement. So, yes, definitely agree on the number of kids. Um, we mentioned that we only want two kids. And because I feel like in my heart, I only have room to birth two children because having children is not easy. Mm. The, the mental, emotional and physical toll, I think I can only do it one more time. But again, obviously, everything is open to God and what he decides. But that's something that you need to talk about because you might go into your marriage thinking you only want two children. Meanwhile, I want six. So that's another thing that we definitely need to discuss and agree on. Yeah. So I'm glad it's good. I'm no, I'm glad we we had this conversation, you know, some time ago. You wanted four children, yeah. though. I think when, we were, when you know we were dating or at least preparing for marriage, it was like, oh, yeah, four, maybe five, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> it's all theoretical. But you know, as time goes on, you then start to realize, okay, well, this is not as easy as you know it seems. Um, and it's good to know yourself and know, uh, you know, like Kelly's saying, you know, that if I can only give love to two kids or one kid or no kids, that's, that's, that's what you, 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 you know, need to be okay with. You know, know yourself and be able to make that decision so that you're not surprising the other person. And make it known while you are dating. Make it known. I repeat Make it known while you are dating because what you don't want to do is you marry someone who may have stated that they or hinted towards the fact that they don't want children. You get married and you realize they're actually serious. They yeah. don't want kids. Meanwhile, you want to have children. Things like that wreck marriages, yeah. completely decimate marriages. Agree. Of course, where you can always haggle is the number of children. Mm. But something as crucial as whether they want kids or not That's is important. absolutely essential because not everybody's meant to be a parent. Unfortunately, I've, I've seen so many cases where people have children and they resent their kids, like those kids brought themselves into mm. the world. Mm. Some people are not meant to be parents and some people don't want to be parents. And that's okay. It's painful. That should be respected. Yeah. It should be respected and there's nothing wrong with that. And it should be known to both parties involved. So another consideration is finances. 
a big one. Oh, that's a big one. That that's always you it, know, especially so in Zim where yeah. we know that I, like good health, private health care, particularly if you don't have medical aid, is is killer. Because, you know, it's 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 all well and good to say, ah, oh, well, you know, we want to have another one and so on and so forth. But are you financially ready for it? And sometimes. You know, you you might think you are, and you think, okay, it's just you know a few diapers. Okay, we've had one already, so yeah, you know, hand me down clothes. Yeah, it's buying a few diapers, a few a bit of this and that, and so on. But remember, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah. You know, this kid is going to be uh, a financial obligation of yours for the rest of your life. Till you die. Yeah. Till you die. So, are you ready for that? And sometimes, over and above the finances, as we're saying, you know, are you mentally and emotionally also ready? Because you can have all the money in the world, but if your child is miserable. You've done them a disservice. That's, yeah. that's at least what I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, your kid grows up, whether they resent you or whatever it is, because you can shower them with everything and have 10 kids, 15. But are, are you giving them everything? Are you giving them all your, your time and, and, and love and all of that? So, you know, long term, it's, it's, it's something to really, really think about and say, do you have the financial capacity or the necessary resources to be able to um, adequately, adequately look after all your kids? Um, there's also the, the, I don't know if you call it the jealousy factor. You know, when you have uh, kids maybe a few years apart and, you know, you ma- maybe have a house full of toddlers or they're all younger than three or four years old. You know, how do you navigate that? How, are you prepared um, for the fact that maybe... Um, the older kids will feel that you're giving the new baby more attention and so on. So you got to also be prepared for all those scenarios. Do you have the adequate resources, not just financial, but enough resources to be able to share the love and share whatever it is, uh, even the material resources across all the kids? That's very important. At, at the same time, I think, not to say I, I disagree, but let's say the other side of the coin mm. I don't think you're ever completely financially ready mm, mm. because kids will shock you. It seems so simple, but kids are expensive. And it's these little things that come up. Like recently, um, MJ had this, this really bad cough and we'd been giving him cough mixture and giving him everything and he was so sick. And eventually we had to take him to the pediatrician and we dropped a lot of money. We dropped a lot of money, unforeseen, and that is just the nature of children. It's like that. But at the same time, I do feel like sometimes as parents, we put ourselves under um, too much pressure in terms of financial situations with our kids. I'll give you an example. Um, before we, reno- we retiled our shower, our shower was like peeling, it was like moldy, it was whatever, but that's where MJ's bathtub was. Um, his bathtub and everything was clean, just the walls were ugly, to be honest. And it would drive me absolutely nuts because I'm like, oh, MJ's bathing in a shower that doesn't look that nice. But he didn't care. To him, he's like, yeah, whatever. This is what it is. So I think we, we put a lot of emphasis on the finances, but kids are very, very simple. Mm, mm. For the most part, kids need somewhere to sleep, they need somewhere to bath, and they need something to wear and something to mm, eat. Mm. If you break it down into those categories, of course, some of these other things are nice to have, like, oh, you know what, pram and all these swings and what, what, but they don't need that much. And I see this especially staying out here in Chimani Mani, in a low-income area where people are still having kids mm, and their regardless. kids are growing up healthy without all of these fancy things. So I think, yes, obviously God will provide always, like always and he always does. I'm not saying be stupid about it and have 10 million kids when you can't afford it. But 
my mantra my mantra for this this pregnancy is you know what we're, we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay are we financially ready no <laughs> no we are not we have medical aid which is a good start but um yeah i i, I think kids kids are very simple i think it's us who complicate them but i think for the most part yes it's definitely something that you need to consider yeah and um i think for us also it's good that we've sort of decided that we've we've got what we need we're not going to overthink it and we're just going to get on with it you know we're going to um try and have the second baby and the rest will fall into place so wing it freestyle it. yeah i mean wing it <laughs> yeah we got this this is but, the complete opposite of what people should be doing but anyway it's the truth it. it's, but, it's but, realistic but, you know but it's good to always consider these things i mean don't don't you know um overlook uh you know, needing finances. Your, your, your kid still has to eat and be changed and bathed and taken and, care and, of. And be healthy. Yeah. And be healthy. Yeah. So another thing to consider then, um, as you know, you, you, you're making the decision whether to have another kid or even to have kids in the beginning, is your career aspirations or your mm. career or your ambitions. Uh, and then the work-life balance, you know, the parenting, work-life parenting ba- balance. Are you going to be able to manage everything? Because in, finances come from work, you know, whichever way you look at it, or from inheritance or whatever. But if you're someone who has to work to, 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 to make that money to support your family and support your children, um, you need to say to yourself, well, will I be able to earn enough, work hard enough, earn enough, but also still be able to spend enough time with my family? So juggling all of that and as you're having or trying to have more and more kids, that burden becomes, or that responsibility becomes more and more um, pronounced or more and more uh, prevalent, you know? So you got to then say to yourself, what effect will having more kids have on that balance? Or even if you're saying there's, there's in, in, in your case, you know, if there's something that you wanted to pursue, you've got nine months minimum where you're looking after this baby and after the baby's born, it's maybe another year or so. Mm. How, how does that affect your career ambitions, you know, or your career aspirations? You want to do something, there's a project you want to do. Maybe you want to go back to school. Yeah. What does it mean when you now have to look after this baby? Even if you have all the support in the world, you're still the primary caregiver. So does it mean you wait and have the kids after you finished your course or finished whatever it is in your career? in which case you, it might end up being too late? Um, or do you have the kids and then you pursue those, those things later? That's a, that's a very big thing. It's, I mean, for a woman, that career motherhood balance, unfortunately, it, it's so difficult because you can have it all, but just sometimes not at the same time. So that's something very big to consider. Unfortunately, as a woman, you also have to look at the point that you are in your career to say, is this the right time for me to be having a child? And I wish it wasn't that way, but it really is. In my case, um, I've got two businesses. My businesses are very, very small and very, it's very early stages for me. And is it the right time to have a child? Probably not, but is there ever a right time to have a kid? But I know for the most part, because I'm self-employed, I could for the most part pull it off because I have a lot of support at home as well as in my businesses. So that's something else that you have to consider. Um, someone was asking online on one of these Facebook groups, she was saying she'd applied to go to school 
and um, she got the place, but she's just found out that she's two months pregnant. So she was asking if she should drop out or pursue her education because her husband agreed to put her through school. And that's a serious mm, thing to consider. Mm, not to mm. say it's impossible, but it's not easy pursuing some of these things when you have children or when you're pregnant. But not to say it's impossible. I think it boils down to your determination and how much you can take. My mom um, didn't get a chance to um, continue her education when she was, uh, before she got married. But after she got married, when she was pregnant with my brother, her second child, at that point she studied and wrote her O-levels. Mm. And it was an extra level of determination. For her, she said it, it wasn't an easy thing to do and it took a lot out of her. But it's possible, but it's something that you then again need to consider to say your career aspirations and your educational aspirations, how do they fit in with you having a baby? It's, it's tough. It's tough. But I think perhaps maybe with the second one, you kind of know a little bit of what to expect, not to say it's the same or anything, but I think maybe you have a better idea. Mm, mm. No, that's definitely true. And I think if, 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 if you've worked it out and you've sort of, or again, it's, it's, it's knowing yourself. So if you know that, you know, there's certain things that you want to be, you know, you want to do, you then have to work around that or plan around that. Because what you also don't want is a situation where you put your career and all of that first. And then you realize things spill over and the years just, you know, uh, go by so quickly. Mm. And you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> it's, it's a bit late yeah, now. Yeah. Or now you've got the one kid who's like 12 and now you're like, oh, maybe can we have another one? You yeah, know? And then yeah, you're going yeah. back to sleepless nights. <laughs> After, After sleeping for like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's one of those that you really need to um, consider. The last but not least, um, last point or, or last aspect to consider um, or to take into account um, will be to sort of, you know, try and prepare or plan for any unforeseen challenges or unforeseen problems that you might encounter. I think this is a very tough one. Um, to talk about because I think there's so many things that can go wrong in a pregnancy. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's something that people um, kind of, let me not say shy away from, but they kind of tend to um, sort of put far away because obviously you're praying for the best. You're hoping for the best. You want your kid to be okay uh, uh, throughout the pregnancy and even after they're born and so on. But things can happen. So, I think it's worth trying to prepare or at least discuss and say, well, look, um, if we have challenges, how are we going to deal with it? How, well, what are we going to do? What kind of support or help would we need if something wrong, if, if something goes wrong? You know, it's a difficult conversation to have, but it's good to also kind of mentally prepare yourself, emotionally prepare yourself um, in advance. You never know what, how you'll actually feel if something happens or, you know, but it's good to kind of um, pray about it and also, you know, talk to your partner about it. I think it's something that we need to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's very hectic. One thing that I found out when we were trying to have a baby is falling pregnant is not easy. <laughs> it's, mm, not mm. The e it's not as easy as people make it seem. Okay, maybe not. It's not easy. For some people, it's very easy, maybe too easy. That's how you have unwanted pregnancies. But I've realized it's actually not as simple as it looks. And the whole process of trying to conceive can be very, very frustrating. Before we talk about things like miscarriages and all that stuff, 
just the process of trying to conceive is not easy and that tests your relationship i remember i'd spiral every single time i saw a negative pregnancy test because it was really really stressful and i mean i can't even imagine i mean i've, I've had i i know people very close to me who've suffered from miscarriages and the toll that that takes on your marriage it's it's not easy and I don't think it's something you can ever, ever be ready for. Mm. And God forbid, I mean, it, it, it happens to me or anything. It's not something you can be ready for, but these things happen. And it's really, really tough. Not only for your marriage, but even just for your recovery and your anxiety as a woman. It's just, it takes such a terrible toll. So, unfortunately, like like you rightly said, baby, it's, it's not something you want to think about, but these things happen. Mm. And... Again, you can't ever be prepared for it, but it happens. So that's just um, that's such a that's such a, a, a sad note to kind of wrap this up on. But mm. we just sometimes have to be realistic about these things that can happen because it's not spoken about enough. It and, isn't. It isn't. And where to find support during times like that? It's it's really hard. And I, I, um, I, I wouldn't want to talk about something like miscarriage because I don't want to trivialize what people go through, and I think. It's it's good to hear this that perspective for someone from someone who's gone through it, and yeah. But I think it's something that definitely needs to be spoken about a lot more. Maybe one of these days, I can get one of the people who who I know who've been through it to then speak on it. Mm. But mm. it's something that needs to be spoken about more because it's not something to be ashamed of, and it's not something to just hide in secrecy like it's like you failed or anything like that. But in anyway. yeah. Topic for another day. Yeah, topic for another day, definitely. But I think, you know, in, in sort of in, in closing, um, I think we've tried to cover as much as we can or when it comes to things that we need to consider, you know, before having a kid or before having another kid. Um, you know, and I just want to, one of the things we didn't do was, you know, share a Bible verse, um, which we normally do at the beginning of our podcast, but, you know, Anytime is tea time, even towards the end. Anytime is tea time for the yeah. word of God, you know um, what I mean? You know, children are a gift, um, a gift and a responsibility, you know, as, as, as mm. well. And that, that's, that's how we should see them. Um, Proverbs 22, verse 6, um, it reads, train, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm. So I'll read that again. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Yeah. Um, he or she will not depart from it. So, you know, um, that, that, that just says to me, you know, we, we've got a long-term responsibility um, mm. with our kids. You know, we need to be there for them. Um, and the way we look after each other and the way we treat each other um, then has an impact on how we then raise them and what lessons they learn from us, what we teach them. Mm-hmm. It all comes through... Um, from how we uh, how prepared we are to look after them, how good we are to each other. So, yeah, those are just uh, my parting words. Yeah, I mean, on on that first it says train up a child, but if you don't know the way that they should go, how are you going to teach them anything? Exactly. So it boils down to even you as a parent being rooted in the word. One of the things I pray about the most, I say to God, God, you know the manual for this child. You know this person. Give me the tools to raise him to be the man that you want him to be. As a parent, it's so important to be so prayerful because it's about leadership. Yeah. You are leading your child. 
And if you have no idea where you are going or what you are doing, it will make your job very, very difficult. Yeah. So I think that's just a prayer for us to just keep in mind to say, God, give us the manual because you know this person. Yeah. You know this child. You know, And I always say, God, you know the man of God that you want us to groom him to be. Mm. So just give us the tools. And, and God will never fail. Yeah. Whenever you ask him, I mean, just when you take the time to make that connection and also then filter it down to your child, he'll never let you down. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, that's our something for nothing for the episode. Something for nothing. But you guys let us know. I mean, here's our question for the podcast. What else do you think parents should consider before having children? Yeah. Whether it's number one, number two, number three, at any stage of parenting. What, what, yeah. what else do you think parents should consider? But yeah, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We really hope that this has been... Um, you know, something that you can take home and, you know, consider and think about and process, um, especially if you're considering having a kid or having a second kid, especially second or third or even 10th. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, reach out to us on social media. I'm at Kelly underscore Mataure. Chonks is at Chonks9. Let us know, guys. Let's discuss. What do you think? Let's, let's keep the conversation going. All right. Thanks again, guys. Tune in next time for another episode of Something, Something for, for nothing. nothing. We'll catch you next week. Bye.